Good morning. Today is Fear Not Friday. And it's me and Sarah and Joshua today. Amen and amen. All right, let's get going. Today is the 16th. It's February and it's Friday. Let's go. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for Amen and amen. So mom and Megan are in Oklahoma City and uh, we are here. You notice I'm wearing my Honduras shirt right now. And this morning, I know uh, Miss Amanda Picot just arrived in Haiti and there's a team from Psalm 139 Love headed down to Haiti and Seawell, uh, Church Without Walls, we are uh building a uh, digging a well we're having a well dug there being part of that and uh so if josh leventhal i don't know if you will be on here this morning or anytime this weekend you will watch this daybreak but my thought is about the gospel going out into the nation so we're going to sing he reigns
tremble at what they just heard Cause all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single Can you imagine it? When we get to heaven, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, rejoicing. Every nation rejoicing. Every tribe, every tongue. Man, goodness. People love Jesus, right? Yeshua. Yesu. All over the world. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a trio. It was a trio this morning. And thank you, Miss Sarah, for singing. And Josh, Josh, was you singing? I was. But it was totally I didn't hear you very much. Were you guys singing? <laughs> All right. It's good to be here. Now, is my wonderful wife on here out in Oklahoma? Is she here? Anybody see her on here? I assume she'd be on here. She said this morning, I need to get a shower before daybreak. So I did uh, I did polo with her uh, this morning. So anyway, let's jump in the Holy Scriptures. Okay, we are going to finish. Oh, there, look at that. Scott and Lisa Nesbitt. That's my wife from Oklahoma City right there. There it is. Good morning, Mama. All right. Morning, Mama Sarah and says. Megan. And Megan. Good morning. All right. So we're in Proverbs chapter 31. We're going to finish the book of Proverbs today. And so I am open to ideas. I'll be praying about this weekend. I guess you guys, I guess first I need to say, do you guys want to keep doing daybreak? I imagine you do. And uh, so what book would you like to go through next? I'm open to ideas. Uh, but then again, I may just pray about it and just come up with one in my heart that I want to go through. But it will be New Testament. It will be New Testament, okay? Uh, but here we are in verse 27. And so let's get going. And uh, throughout the day, throughout the morning, throughout this Bible study, if you've got a book. I've actually got Galatians in my mind. Uh, I'm thinking about going through the book of Galatians. I also thought about going through the Gospel of Luke. So I don't know. If it were between those two, which one would you like better 
to go through here on daybreak. Uh Verse 27 says, she watches over the ways of her household, does not eat the bread of idleness. Remember, this is King Lemuel's mother. Okay, it's King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. And uh, so this prophecy, this virtuous wife, this is wisdom personified as a woman. This is like Wonder Woman, we said, Superwoman. Amen. Uh, over and over, we have seen already that that she is not a lazy woman. And throughout the scripture, you'll find that laziness is something that is spoken against throughout scripture, by the way. Uh, we need to be about the Father's business and, uh, you know, doing something. We can help. She watches over the way of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness, just simply means this is not a lazy woman. She is on top of things. She's getting up and she's getting things done. Now, that being said, you know, we know that she rises while it is still night. Interpolate that for your life. You may have to work during the nighttime and you can't get up early in the morning. It doesn't mean that. It just means that she's about the business She's not just sitting around doing nothing. She's making the most out of her life for her family, for her husband, and for God. And verse 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many, since we've been, Proverbs, been in Proverbs 31, I, I've seen many of the comments from you guys out there it's like my mom was like this you are rising up and calling your mother blessed you are bragging on the godly mother that you have you know everybody does can't do that everybody can't say i had a really godly mom who taught me the ways of god and loved on me and the law of kindness was upon her tongue right everybody cannot say that i can say that i can say that you know my mom bless her heart uh is uh, suffering from dementia right now. And, but, you know, from as long as I can remember, I can't remember a time when my mother was not teaching me the stories of, of God from the Bible and talking to me about how I needed to be saved and how I needed to, you know, turn to Jesus and, and, and serve God. And I can't remember a time when she didn't do that. Now, did I go off on my own? Yeah, you better believe I did. Did I get rebellious? Mm-hmm, I sure did. But it wasn't my mom's fault, right? She raised me. I can remember some of my earliest memories. My mom had one of those Bibles. Actually, we got one. I've got one for my kids, too. And uh, it was a big old red Bible. It's a Bible story book. And it was the Bible stories kind of just put in a story form. And I remember mom reading to me the stories of the Bible, uh, stories about Isaac, because I, I can remember being very young and be like, Abraham did what? What do you mean he took his son to offer him? What? <laughs> that, that blew a young boy away. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't like that thought. Didn't make sense to me as a six-year-old. I understand what was going on now, but 
<laughs> Some of those things can scar you, <laughs> but it's good to read them. It's really good to read them and understand. But her children rise up and they call her blessed. You know, sometimes children don't understand the restrictions of parents. It don't make sense. And when parents, when moms say no, you can't have that. You can't do that. Kids go, Mom. And then that thought is like, you never let me do anything. Well, one, that's a lie. That's not true. Uh, but number two, later in life, when you get older, you look back and you go, oh, oh, I get it. Mom was looking out for me. Dad was looking out for me. They were trying to protect me. They were trying to keep me safe. They were trying to make sure that I was good and didn't die early and do something stupid. Amen and amen. Uh, her husband also, and he praises her. You know, it's good for a woman to get bragged on by her husband. Man, got a good woman. Amen. I've got a good woman. And... I brag on my woman, and everybody should be able to brag on their woman. Hopefully you can brag on your wife. He praises her. Verse 29. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Now this is a proverb. This is, okay, many daughters done well, but you excel them all. Uh, in any community, this could only be true of one person in that community. Hello. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I always think everybody knows I'm doing daybreak at this time. Anyway, where was I at? Sarah, where was I at? I, lost, I threw off my groove. Okay. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Thank you. Thank you. In any community, only one person could really excel them all, right? But that's not really what it means. It means any woman, any kid, so just like this happens, you see it on Facebook all the time. It's like, I've got the best mom. Or a man's like, I've got the best wife. That's what this proverb means. Any woman in their home can make their children feel like, I've got the best mom in the world. You're the best mom in the world. Or you are the best wife in the world. And that's what this proverb is saying. The children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also. And they feel like they've got the best woman in the world. This, she excels all the other women. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Verse 30 says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing but a woman who fears the lord she shall be praised now think about this uh the word lemuel's mother gave unto him and she is saying look charm is deceitful charm is defined as i looked that up i just wanted to look up the definition of charm it says giving delight or arousing admiration charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. So she's like, you know what? 
the outward beauty and the outward charm, it can be deceitful and, and beauty passes away. Attractiveness can open a, a lot of doors for someone, right? But what this proverb is basically saying is true beauty that never passes away, that never fades, is the beauty that comes from a woman who fears the Lord. That's what this is saying. Because we all get older, right? And the, the beauty passes away. And that just means outward beauty. And that charm can be deceitful. Those things can be deceitful in your life. And they are going to pass away. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. That woman who fears God and eschews evil and teaches her children and loves on her husband and loves her children that kind of beauty never fades. Glory, hallelujah. If you've got a wife and you've got a mother who fears the Lord and praises the Lord, you should be happy about that. Amen? You should be... Maybe, maybe you're listening to Daybreak. Maybe it's Saturday. Maybe it's Sunday. You're listening. You don't even know why you're listening to this portion. And your mom's been nagging you, saying, won't you come back to church? Won't you Please come back to Jesus. Don't let that upset you. You'd be glad you've got a mama that loves you. There ain't nobody loves you like your mama does. Okay? And I don't know why I felt moved to say that. There ain't nobody loves you like your mama does. And yes, she's going to talk to you about the Lord. She wants to see you with the Lord because she knows you need to be with the Lord. You need to serve the Lord. So, be happy you got a mama that cares. Amen. Verse 31, the last of Proverbs. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. She will be rewarded by the God she serves. The godly, God-fearing family-loving, husband-loving, family-loving, community-serving, poor-helping woman will be rewarded by the very God that she loves and she serves. You better believe she will be rewarded. And her fruit will gather her in her older age. Amen? The fruit of her wisdom and her love will gather around her. Just like me and my all my siblings go and sit with mom. Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. My sisters do more than us brothers do. There's no doubt about that. They can kind of take care of mom in a way that us brothers can't hardly do. But we all love our mom, you know, and that right there, just that by itself. The love for your mother, gathering around your mother. Uh, amen and amen. That is the fruit of her own hands, uh, giving her praise and showing her, right? Praise her in the gate. She will be known in the community. That's a godly woman. That's a godly woman. Amen. So that concludes Proverbs chapter... 31, and it concludes Proverbs itself.
that being said, let's give, let me look at the time. Let's give just a couple of minutes and let's recap the book of Proverbs. Recap this, okay? Just a little bit. So let's remember that the main writer, the most dominant writer of the book of Proverbs was a king named Solomon, the son of David and Bathsheba. Now, David and Bathsheba coming together wasn't good. They came together in sin. But through repentance, God forgave that sin and God blessed his son Solomon. And Solomon was a king. Not only was he a king, he was a wise king. And he wrote many of these proverbs. I would say most of these proverbs were written or collected and edited by Solomon and gathered. The time of this book was about approximately 900 B.C. And during this time, 1 Kings 4.31 tells us that people, here's what 1 Kings 4.34, excuse me, 1 Kings 4.34 says, people from all nations and from all kings of the earth came to hear of his wisdom. Now think about that. People heard of the wisdom of Solomon and all the nations around in that day. And kings sent people to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Imagine that trip in 900 B.C. To go to the land of Israel to hear the wisdom of this man, Solomon. Yet every one of you, you don't have to travel anywhere. All you have to do is open up your Bible and you get to hear the wisdom that people would travel on mules and walk and in chariots and travel through dangerous places to go just to hear the wisdom of this man. And you get to hear it because you get to read it. It's right here in your Bible. Is that not awesome? That should give you just a, a praise the Lord for that right there. And something else I wanted to bring out as we just recap. Knowledge is simply an accumulating facts, right? It's knowing things. You can have all kinds of knowledge but not have wisdom. Wisdom is taking the facts, taking what is true and applying them. One of the craziest things, we say this, what, what, what is that saying? We say uh, doing the same thing and expecting a different result. How crazy is that? Well, I'm going to do it again. Or how did it work for you last time? It didn't turn out good for me last time. Well, then why are you going to do it again? Because maybe it'll be different this time. Uh, probably not. Definitely not. If you do the same thing. So wisdom is applying knowledge. It's looking at your life and going, oh, that's not good. Let me shift. Let me change. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom, and it speaks of using the facts and truth of God, general understanding about life, and applying them to, to your life. Matter of fact, Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. That's what this book has been about. And in this book, we have talked about personal conduct, we have talked about sexual relations. We've talked about business. We've talked about wealth, 
charity, ambition, discipline, debt. What? Debt. We, we talked about child rearing, your character, your own personal character, developing that. Alcohol and being given to it. Be careful with alcohol. You can't be given to it, right? Politics. We've learned about politics through this book. Uh, it spoke of revenge and it spoke about godliness. The book of Proverbs is such a pragmatic book that I would even say it's probably a book you should go through every year. It's a good book. Just read it. Go through it every year. It says some of the same things over and over and over. Amen, amen. Our leaders of this country, woo, you better believe it, Sister Peggy. I'm right with you. I am right with you. Amen. Leaders need to go through the book of Proverbs. All right, well, I hope it's been a blessing to you. Like I said, you give me your ideas of what you think we should go through next here on Daybreak. We'll take that back up next Tuesday. Please remember me in your prayers, and I'll remember you in my prayers. I hope and pray that you have a wonderful weekend as you serve the Lord and as you assemble together with a congregation somewhere. Assemble and praise the Lord and have uh, human contact with people. Give somebody a hug. Pray for somebody. Lay hands on somebody. Pray for somebody. Hug somebody. In the name of Jesus this weekend. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Remember, Jesus said, if you do not forgive people their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Shabbat Shalom, dear family. Love all of you. Have a blessed, blessed weekend. See you next week.